0: Friction between Donald Trump and Republican Party leaders, combined with speculation about the billionaire's fitness to be commander-in-chief, have stoked speculation about what it would take to actually remove him from the GOP ticket. The answer is quite a bit. Anti-Trump forces would have to navigate difficult ballot issues in every state that could tax financial and legal resources, and the odds of getting another name on the ballot aren't clear or straightforward. I'm Adriel Bettelheim with CQ Roll Call, joined by senior Senate reporter Niels Lesniewski. We've seen the Republican presidential nominee flip-flop on endorsing the re-election of the Speaker of the House from his own party, as well as GOP Senators John McCain and Kelly Ayotte. And on the other hand, Republicans such as Arizona Senator Jeff Flake, uh, he said on CBS's Face the Nation that he simply can't endorse Trump.
1: I'm not ready to support Donald Trump. I do have a problem still with some of the statements that he's making. These things have to change. You can't go on and, and uh, expect that you're going to be president of the United States when you make statements like that. That's why some of us, I believe, need to push back and say that we need a uh, more responsible campaign. and We haven't seen it uh, so far.
0: Niels, you've looked at the Republican Party's rules and procedures. To remove a candidate, they can't just simply say, we don't like this guy. There are pretty strict criteria, right? That's right. It, it looks as if if the Republican
1: uh, National Committee or, or Republican leaders wanted to uh, get Mr. Trump off of the Republican ticket, something really serious would need to happen. The, the way it's worded is that uh, there needs to be a death, a declination, or otherwise, in order to uh, to get uh, a replacement uh, presidential candidate to have the backing of the Republican Party. And if that were to happen. What you would see having to happen is, in fact, that we would have to have various meetings of the Republican Party and you would actually have to get together the Republican National Committee members to have what is effectively a redo of the convention, although probably without all of the delegates.
0: Right now, there are looming deadlines in uh, battleground states, Ohio. Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Nevada, and name four, uh, for both parties to certify the names of their presidential candidates. Uh, it seems that the longer a decision is deferred, the harder it's going to be for the Republicans in the dump Trump campaign uh, who are eager to avoid costly legal fights that could drain resources from their other election efforts.
1: I think that's an absolute problem. As unlikely as any of this is, it's made all the more unlikely by the fact that the Democrats certainly have a team of top-flight election lawyers who would be ready to be dispatched to whichever states would be necessary uh, to potentially keep Trump's name on the ballot or to prevent there from being a replacement uh, named, and certainly as you get closer to ballot access deadlines, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if the, if the sort of super lawyers that the Democrats have at their disposal are, are, are pre-positioned just in case.
0: We, we always try to look to the past for lessons, and, and in 2002, uh, state laws were tested in the heat of a campaign when Democratic Senator Paul Wellstone in Minnesota, he died 11 days before the election, and the rub there was there was a dispute over how voters who already voted for Wellstone on the absentee ballots could change their vote to the replacement Democrat uh, Walter Mondale
1: and that was a, a a race that ended up being uh, litigated uh, for a very long time it turned you know and so that you had this situation where people were not sure and then obviously ultimately in a later race in Minnesota where an election went well past when an election that was much closer than the Wellstone replaced by Mondale election turned out to be the litigation can go on for a long time you don't actually have that kind of a window to actually litigate out individual ballots and whether or not absentee ballots uh, uh, could be revised because the term of the president expires, uh, as everyone knows. And it's not like keeping a Senate seat vacant. If you keep the presidency vacant past January 20th, you'd have a whole different uh, set of problems.
0: It just seems to me it might be easier for the Republicans to redirect resources to keeping control of the Senate or cutting their losses in the House races uh, rather than jump through an elaborate set of legal hoops to uh, to knock off Trump.
1: It doesn't look like they're doing that just yet, uh, but the Republican National Committee, if you talk to them, they're, they're – really uh, insistent. And they're pointing out the fact that they are engaged in working down the ballot, uh, working on on Senate races and and trying to support efforts there. Uh, But there is a precedent for what you're talking about. Uh, In 1996, a lot of the efforts uh, at the national Republican level were redirected away from Bob Dole, who was uh, the Republican nominee for president against Bill Clinton, and they redirected efforts to preserving uh, what they had in the House and the Senate. And uh, that could be where this leads uh, as, as we move into the fall.
0: roll calls. senior Senate reporter Niels Lesniewski on Donald Trump and his place on the Republican presidential ballot. I'm Adriel Bettelheim. Thanks for joining us. You can subscribe to this podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. And you can find all of our podcasts at rollcall.com forward slash podcast.